Welcome to It's No Secret, a podcast for Kiwis who want their money questions answered. Ready, steady, go. This podcast will answer the money questions you may or may not have on your mind. We'll talk to real Kiwis and share truths about our own financial lives, both the successes and the failures. Because the truth is, there is no secret to achieving financial freedom. Hello and welcome to It's No Secret. I'm Christine. And I'm Kat. And today on the podcast, we are tackling the question of, do I really need to be thinking about retirement when I'm in my 20s and 30s? Now, retirement can often feel like an idea that is so far away, especially if you're in your 20s and 30s. It's something almost every financial services company talks about and suggests you should start saving or investing for. But what does that even mean? And is it really something that we should be talking about today? And how do you even comprehend a goal that's 30 years away? For me, you it's don't. 40. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, that's why we're talking about it. Yeah, exactly. We have schemes like KiwiSaver, which are designed for retirement. But what we put into this, we often end up using for shorter or medium term goals like buying a house. So what is the right thing to be doing now? And is this something we really need to be concerned about? Society tells us that you should be making contributions to your KiwiSaver and saving for retirement to start early. But what else does, do they really tell us? They don't really tell us how to get to that end point and where to start and how to calculate that. I know there's a lot of a lot more tools that have come out recently and Sorted has some good ones as well as the Money Hub, one that I know that Kat and I both used for an exercise coming soon <laughs> uh, <laughs> that we'll talk about later. But it is not a conversation that I ever remember having in my childhood or even have on the regular with my, my friends and family. Is it a conversation you have with people? And I did talk to my parents actually about their retirement savings because in Australia they had a self-managed super fund, which is different to KiwiSaver. So it's a type of super fund that traditionally families would open up for themselves. So my brother and I were actually both in our parents' like self-managed super fund from when we started working at the age of 16. And because of that, you know, we had like literally pittance going into that in terms of contribution. <laughs> I worked at a hairdresser, so <laughs> we're not you? talking big vickies. But as part of that, it did mean that we looked at some of the reporting and I could see at that point in time how much mum and dad had saved towards their retirement. Then I guess as they've actually approached retirement and well, in the start of April, my mum is retiring and my dad has already retired. Go mum and go dad. Yeah, but we don't, we haven't really talked about like how much is enough and what do they really need? They have sought advice from time to time on that sort of topic, but Mm -hmm. translating that into what do I need to do and what do Luke and I need to do now, as you say, when it's a goal that, you know, if we want to retire when he's 65, that's 28 years away. I'm like, girl, I don't even know what I want to do next month, let alone <laughs> yeah. like in 28 years, years yeah. down the track. And so I personally really struggle to, I guess, kind of conceptualize this whole topic. Yeah. What I'm, about you? Yeah, me too. I It's something I've never really thought about. Actually, oh, I guess about a year ago, I came across the idea of FIRE, which is um, financial independence, yes. retire early. <laughs> and basically what that is, is figuring out your kind of ideal number that you need to retire with and then what your expenses are or your minimum expenses need to be to get to that point and then what you'll need to earn or like supplement it with yeah yeah Yeah. and then how you kind of compromise now to then hit that that 
Because I guess the idea with that as well is you want to get there as soon as possible, right? Like yeah. the oh, point yeah. of fire yeah. is people want to retire much earlier than 65. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that is something that's really common and often talked about is like, you know, retire by 30 and then go and live this amazing lifestyle. But oh, that is not a reality for probably 99% of the people yes. of people <laughs> in New Zealand and in the world, really. So I tried that and I worked out the number and it seemed like a good number and it's very closely aligned to what we what I've figured out that my number is today and we'll be talking about soon but I'd lasted three months working towards that and I was like ah see ya you know like (laughs) my lifestyle today is far more important exactly I'm buying the coffees I don't care (laughs) but then it's never been a conversation since so something that I think needs to be talked about more Mm. on the daily I mean it is far away but also it's what we do now that does have an impact on that for sure yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think one thing I found really surprising is young Kiwis are quite worried about their retirement. Mm. And I know that this has come from, we even just did a couple of polls on the on the old IG to ask <laughs> what people wanted to hear about. Planning retirement was something that came across very strongly. But also Colonel did an investor survey in 2020. And one of the questions that we asked was, why are you investing? What are you investing for? And the second highest reason for investing was retirement. And I was genuinely quite surprised because I take this approach of as long as I am working towards something and putting my money to use, you know, basically making sure that we are investing and we are moving forward Mm. in some kind of way, then we will hopefully get to retirement and we will be okay. And until we thought about talking about this on the pod, and I had suggested, let's go and like find some cool calculators and actually see if we're going to have enough money in retirement and try and work out if that's possible and if we're even on track and therefore what we should do. Literally up until we did that a couple of days ago, I didn't really think that much about it. Well, I mean, thank goodness we're doing this topic then, oh, right? So we are sorting our stuff. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, definitely. A couple of things that I found really interesting in doing the research for this episode was that Massey University did a study in 2019. They do it annually. I couldn't find 2020, unfortunately. But of over 4,000 Kiwis over the age of 55, and a couple of really interesting stats in that a two-person household living in the city would need to have saved 787000 to fund a lifestyle with choice for retirement. So and that, that's on top of NZ Super, right? Yes, yeah, yep. yeah. So that's outside of the government pension pension that you would receive. Yeah. So so that was a couple living in the city, and then a couple living rurally. In contrast, would need to have saved four hundred ninety three thousand. So that's quite a difference, I have to say. Firstly, yes. of um, inner city metropolitan to more rural provinces, and then also, so thinking about one person, they would need to have saved seven hundred sixty-four thousand as a single person in the city, and four hundred eleven thousand rurally. So the so difference—not a big difference yeah. between like a single and a couple. Yeah, exactly. I, Which I guess is one thing to mention. You always have like a fixed level of expenses, regardless of if you are yes. an individual or a couple, right? When it comes yeah. to say like utilities. And and housing and that sort of stuff that doesn't change. Do you feel that they're really high numbers? Do they scare you? Um, I think having gone through the process of working at what my number is, not really. Uh, but I am also coming at it from a very privileged lens in that, you know, I, I do okay for myself and it seems attainable. Yep. But I know for the vast majority of New Zealand or a lot of people that prob- these numbers probably would Could feel quite, quite scary, especially when you think about also Kiwis. 
traditionally we've invested in a home and we're relying on paying off our mortgage to fund our retirement right and so if so we're then going to this con- is money outside of your home people like yeah. that that 787,000 is money that's not that's a, including the value of your house that's a really good point to make actually and that consider the fact that you might have to pay rent if you haven't paid off your mortgage by the time you retire. Or if you are solely relying, I guess, on building wealth in your own home and then you need to downsize. Well, if they're saying you need to have, say, 787-odd thousand as a couple in the city, figure out what you need to sell your house for so that you can actually (laughs) clear that much and put it in, you know, an investment account to live off. Yeah, 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 it makes it an even bigger number, right? We do need to be thinking about how can we save or invest to have supplementary income on top of a house and the, and the, the pension. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm kind of taking from this information from Massey, which is awesome that they do this survey even in the first instance, is the dream result or the result that we should be thinking about as people that are in their 20s and 30s is, okay, we need to get to a point where we have paid off the home that we're living in when we retire. We also have a lump sum of money invested outside of our home, whether that be in KiwiSaver or in another investment vehicle, to the tune of roughly $780,000 if we're a couple or $760,000 if we're an individual and we're living in the city. If we want to live rurally or we do live rurally, then it's a lot lower. One thing actually on that that I've just remembered is we used to work with a lot of retirees that had this whole notion that at some point in time they would sell up out of the city and go live in a more regional or rural lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And that certainly does happen. But the thing that you need to consider with that also is you're moving away from all of the major health and community community services exactly medical services that you may need in later life and so whilst that can work for people if they say retire at 60 it could perhaps work for 15 years until they're in their mid-70s when you do start to need more of those services and possibly be more reliant on family to help you out you probably have to move back more central or you need to have people come and live with you so I would maybe just caution people if they kind of felt like, oh, I'm just going to retire and go live live on the Coromandel (laughs) and and chill out for all my days. I'll be fine if I invest in a house, right? Yeah, exactly. It's definitely important to to figure out that number and that leads perfectly to a little bit of an exercise that Kat and I did for this podcast and that we took the time to figure out what we each think we might need in retirement, including looking at how much we have in KiwiSaver, how much we want to be able to spend in retirement and then how we're going to get there. So, Kat, do you want to kick us off? And, and sure do. Also, so run I us- have a couple of gripes, firstly, to air on, the, on this topic <laughs> and one of my Here frustrations. I know. I obviously did this exercise on behalf of Luke and I because we are a couple and we are naturally going to retire together and that's the plan. That's um, very good of you. I did it completely solo. Sorry, Ollie. <laughs> no, but great perspective. <laughs> one of the things that I found instantly frustrating, though, is that a lot of the calculators don't factor for that. They factor in you being an individual and that made it harder because then I had to run two sets of scenarios. Additionally, there's an age difference between Luke and I. I worked it on the basis that we would both retire when he is 65. The other challenge that I had was none of the calculators out there catered for time off work for either individual. And the reality is, is we currently don't have children. So there will be some time off in our future, either for one or both of us and a reduction in salary. And also they kind of like assume that your salary stays 
at the level that it is and then only increases by inflation. And for a lot of people, particularly if they're in their 20s, your salary doesn't just start at $60,000 and then increase by 2% every year. You have step changes. Like that is what happens. That's the reality of it. So guys, come at this exercise with a little bit of a grain of salt because you can only (laughs) do as well as the assumptions allow. To Christine's point, like start somewhere. So my starting point was... Uh, in our combined KiwiSaver right now, we have $33,000, which doesn't sound like a lot for someone that is 37 and 32, but we spent a significant amount of time living in Australia and we do have a very generous and I think really, really great superannuation scheme in Australia. So our combined superannuation that we have left in Australia is $120,000. So right now our kind of starting point is roughly $150,000. I made some assumptions around the fact that we probably wanted to spend $100,000 in retirement every Mm -hmm. year, roughly speaking, um, assuming that our house is paid off. That's probably pretty generous. And I guess if you're thinking about when you're actually retired, you're not going to spend 100K or whatever number you choose every single year. Some years you might spend 80, other years you might spend 120. When you invariably get to a certain age, you're probably going to spend a lot less because there's a time at which you stop, you know, necessarily going overseas or traveling so much or just eating out and doing various things. You downsize your cars, all that sort of stuff happens. So starting point of roughly $150,000, goal of having enough money to spend $100,000 a year. As an advisor, the rough calc and some stuff that we can link to in the show notes on the site about this is you would take the amount that you want to spend in retirement and then times that by 20. So 100K times 20. Also bearing in mind that I did nothing like this when I did my calculations. I was like, this is really interesting. <laughs> I was going to say, guys, I have done this for a lot of people before, so I probably have a slight leg up um, in this. So yeah, basically 100K times 20 is a lump sum of $2 million. So roughly speaking, if we wanted to spend $100,000 every year in retirement, we would need to have a lump sum of $2 million at the point at which we started. Now that assumes that in retirement, you have basically like a 5% drawdown rate, but it also assumes that you don't exhaust all of your capital. And what I mean by that is that by the time that Luke and I invariably pass off the perch, uh, (laughs) there is money left over that would go to other family members. For me, that $2 million figure sounds very, very large, but I don't really think we need to get that close to it. And then basically what I did thinking of that as our goal in mind, I actually used a couple of calculators to see a if I got the same result from each of them, but then also how much would we have in our Australian super if we left it exactly as it is. So we're making no future contributions to that. I assumed a growth rate of between seven and 8%, assuming it's a hundred percent in high growth and leaving that for the next 28 years. That, depending on the growth rate assumptions, got to roughly between 800000 and a million dollars. I know. Moly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. damn, well done, Australia, for yeah. like having a good superannuation because oh my goodness. not <laughs> only did we capitalize on the fact that we were both being paid higher salaries in Oz and we had higher contribution rates. So we have benefited from that. What was the contribution rate out of curiosity? It's actually meant to be increasing to 12%. That's the Australian government's target. That is standardized 12% from your employer into superannuation. Oh, so that's you and your employer? Nope, that is your employer. What? Yep. Oh my goodness. When we were there, there, it was at 9%. 
And then we come back to New Zealand and we're on lower salaries. And it's like, hey, here's your 3%. And I'm like, what? So anyway, guys, it's fine. I love New Zealand. It's great for many things. Yeah, Kiwi's over. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. You've got to work with what you've got. So anyway, so Australia will have roughly between 800 and a mil. And then I used some pretty loose assumptions around our income. I also just assumed that we contributed 3% based on our existing combined KiwiSaver balance of $33,000 right now, that got to roughly $700-odd thousand dollars. So it got us pretty close to the $2 million. You're feeling pretty good. The outcome for me, and I probably shouldn't say this, was I was like, (laughs) sweet as, don't need to worry about retirement. Back to your day job, Kat. Um, But that is not the message of today's podcast, guys. (laughs) But I'm interested to hear from you, Christine. What, how, yeah, how are your numbers? Yeah, so I'm feeling a little bit embarrassed and like <laughs> I have completely done this wrong. But I no, think you haven't. Well, I feel like this is, I guess, the point of it in that I'm coming in blind and not having ever done this before. For sure. Other than the fire thing and that you have experience doing it. So where I started was I went over to our good friend Money Hub. At Money Hub. Yeah. Yep. And um, had a look at their calculators. So they have they actually have a retirement calculator on the website. What this calculator asks you to consider is your current age, what age you plan to retire on, your annual income, pre-tax, um, total KiwiSaver contribution, current KiwiSaver balance, expected annual pay rise, percentage of current income you want to earn during retirement and expected years of retirement income. Mm -hmm. For me, going through those, my current age is 25. I plan to retire at 65. My total KiwiSaver contribution is 3%. My current KiwiSaver balance is 26K. My expected annual pay rise is 3%, but as I was saying to Cap Four, I have that's from no reference point whatsoever. Yeah, I budgeted seventy k um, each year, which is interesting. That I was, I thought, oh, and expected years to a retirement income is twenty. Yeah, um, from sixty five because I think I'm going to die probably at like eighty five. <laughs> Basically, so I plan grim. to like have a great retirement, so I'm like, I'm probably going to be exhausted at that point. I find it in- found it interesting from when you were sharing that you did you kind of set 100k, 100K. for two people because I thought 70k for myself. But that's probably quite like reflective that- of the Massey study, right? Where they say you don't need that much less as an individual. Yeah. For someone living in a city, that actually sounds pretty reasonable. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. That makes me feel better. That is with the assumptions of a seven percent pre-retirement investment return. From there, that number that I landed on was. Da, da, da. 932,324. Killing it. I know, right? And that but is so good. Maybe, Do you feel like that would be enough money? So to live off? So seeing that number, I think that I would like to the, aim for more. I was gonna say if you take the the seventy thousand times twenty, that's one point four. But that assumes that at the end of your retirement you're going to have some capital left over. So I feel that oh, if yeah, your okay. starting point was I'm going to – and actually, and you said you only factored in a period of time of like, what, 25 20, years? 20 years. 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So that works out quite well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go money hub. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Killing it. Yeah. <laughs> so I am going to come back to that 4% assumption in retirement, oh, yes. right? Because I think this is an interesting point where, A, it's already hard to think about a goal of retirement being, for me, 28 years away and for you even longer. Yeah. Um, but then you don't retire – 
at 65 and take all of your money out of your investments and put it in a bank account and then never do anything else. Like you still from 65, if I'm a 20 year, you have a 20 year timeframe that you are then also requiring that money to be earning and investing and you drawing an income from. And for me living to 102, I have even longer. (laughs) She wants her letter from the queen. (laughs) I know I do. I'm getting one. It is quite interesting that I think sometimes people think that our retirement is when I all of a sudden become conservative but actually you still have a really long time frame ahead of you even when you turn 65 and so more confrontingly for us we're now talking about like a 60 year investment right yeah. rather than a 28 year investment yeah yeah definitely so to wrap things up what are three things that you can be doing right now to start preparing for your retirement I would say number one is try to sit down and figure out how much you think you'll need for retirement. Would recommend checking out um, Money Hub's calculator. We'll put a link to it on our website. One thing I will say is be realistic, not too ambitious. You can just make it feel even more overwhelming than it it might feel already. And consider that there is no perfect number and there's a lot to consider within that. So at least have some vague idea and and go for it. I would also say know where your KiwiSaver or your retirement savings are right now and make sure that you are making an active decision around their investment choice and that they're in an appropriate fund for your age and your goals. Definitely play around with some calculators and try and figure out, you know, is there a number that I'd like to try and aspire towards for my retirement goals? And then see based on your salary now and what maybe you'd like to be earning, what you're going to get to, because you may not be that far away from it. And then if there's a gap in those numbers, Think about some ways that you can try and, you know, start to build wealth outside of your own home or in addition to KiwiSaver. So looking at other ways to invest, looking at maybe making additional contributions to KiwiSaver. The beauty of our generation is most people that are currently in their 20s are going to grow up having had KiwiSaver their whole life. Our parents in New Zealand, well, your parents, (laughs) neither of our parents. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, neither. My mother-in-law didn't have the beauty of that. KiwiSaver hasn't existed for all of their working life and we will benefit from that as a generation. So making sure that we use it to the best extent that we can because I feel like we've got a bit of a responsibility to do that, right? Yeah, definitely. I second, third, fourth that. (laughs) If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. And if you want to find out more about saving for retirement and how you should approach this in your 20s and 30s, head to itsnosecret.co.nz forward slash five. We have some great resources, including links to all the calculators that we talked about and some handy hints to point you in the right direction. See you next week.